Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Today we're going to begin a study in First and Second Samuel. Of course, First and Second Samuel were originally one continuous scroll. According to the Babylonian Talmud, they were written by Samuel and finished by the prophets uh, Nathan and Gad at the time of David. So there was a long period of writing. Uh, the notes of Samuel were incorporated into the document, along with notes of of a couple of prophetic individuals and perhaps others. So this compilation was believed to have been finished by sometime around 930 B.C., which is a good bit um, after the start of the the subject matter. So Samuel was born approximately 1100 B.C. So the compilation may not have been finished for as long as 170 years after that. So a lot of a lot of reasons to believe that, but that's the general uh, trend among uh, various scholars that that would be the timing. Now the general content is a historical narrative. This is um, a true rendering of events as they occurred. Samuel was to be the last of the judges, the last of the judges of Israel. And so this book details Israel's transition from the period of judges into the um, monarchy under King Saul and then under King David. Samuel actually anointed the first two kings, Saul and David. There are detailed stories, many about uh, King Saul, many about King David. These are the primary focus. And we find them, young David and uh, his battle with Goliath. Uh, we read about the Davidic covenant, which is very important. And I'll expound on that when we come to it in due season. Of course, the, the story of David and Bathsheba and uh, the birth of Solomon is included. There's some unusual features. Um, as I mentioned, Samuel is the principal author of these two documents. But it's also believed that Samuel was the author of Judges and Samuel was the author of Ruth. If that's true, if all four of these, Judges, Ruth, and First and Second Samuel, were written primarily by Samuel, this would make him one of the most prolific authors in the entire Bible. So Samuel was a very important character. Um, The Bible says of Samuel that the Lord let none of his words fall to the ground. In other words, every prophetic word he gave came to pass with excruciating detail. And um, I'll go through some of those as we're reading the various um, narratives from the life of Samuel. But let's begin now, 1 Samuel chapter 1. There was a certain man from Ramathaim, a Ziphite, from the hill country of Ephraim. His name was Elkanah, son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf, an Ephraimite. He had two wives. One was called Hannah. The other was called Penaniah. Penaniah had children, but Hannah had none. Year after year, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Hopni and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, were the priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife Penaniah and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her and the Lord had closed her womb. Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. 
Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her until she wept and would not eat. Her husband, Elkanah, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you so downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly, and she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth moving. Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, How long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Not so, my lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Eli answered, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. Early the next morning they arose and worshipped before the Lord, and then they went back to their home at Ramah. Elkanah made love to his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, Because I asked the Lord for him. When her husband Elkanah went up with all of his family to offer the annual sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vow, Hannah did not go. She said to her husband, After the boy is weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord, and he will live there always. Do what seems best to you, her husband Elkanah told her. Stay here until you've weaned him. Only may the Lord make good his word. So the woman stayed at home and nursed her son until she had weaned him. After he was weaned, she took the boy with her, young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour, and a skin of wine, and she brought them to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. When the bull had been sacrificed, they brought the boy to Eli, and she said to him, Pardon me, my lord, as surely as you live, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord, for his whole life he will be given over to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. Now, this is a, a very heartrending story. You know, a young woman was unable to get pregnant. Uh, she prayed and made a vow and said if the Lord would grant her the ability to have a son, that she would dedicate the child to the Lord. And, of course, the result of this vow is the, the birth of the prophet Samuel. So we read that uh, this woman, Hannah, was one of two wives. The other wife was named Penaniah, and Penaniah was mean to Hannah. She essentially made made fun of her and and uh, mocked her. And this was 
done primarily because she couldn't have any children. The other woman apparently was very fruitful, and in that culture in those days, if a woman was unable to have children, she wasn't considered a very worthy wife. But in this case, Hannah's husband loved her, loved her very much, and and, uh, uh, stood by her even though she was not able to bear children. But Hannah apparently had a relationship with the Lord. And so she went into the, the tabernacle there at Shiloh, and in verse 10 we read, In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me, and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. Now that part about the no razor ever used on his head, she's dedicating or offering to dedicate the future son as a Nazarite, just like the provision was made for Samson that no razor would ever be used on his head. No doubt this um, uh, Hannah was aware of that circumstance with um, Samson and and the case of um, her future son, she said he would be dedicated to the Lord and the sign of his dedication to the Lord would be that no razor would ever be used on his head. And so Eli, who was operating at that time as judge and high priest, blessed her and said, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you've asked of him. And sure enough, in due season, the Lord remembered her. She got pregnant and she had a son, and she named him Samuel because she had asked the Lord for him. And uh, Hannah ultimately fulfilled her vow when um, young Samuel was weaned. We assume he was just a toddler. Uh, she brought him to Shiloh, to the tabernacle, and, and offered a sacrifice on his behalf, and then brought the boy to Eli. And so he was turned over to Eli and the priests there at Shiloh from his early, early childhood. And so Hannah fulfilled her vow here's the point. Young Samuel was a uh, supernatural product of a, a godly woman and a supernatural God operating together to produce this amazing individual who would become the prophet Samuel. His mother apparently was a very devout, serious uh, God lover, serious about her relationship with Yahweh and serious about her commitments. And so when the Lord had uh, fulfilled the prayer that she had prayed and the vow that she had made, she kept her part of the bargain. And unimaginably, she turned this young toddler over to the priest for life. But it was the will of God, and it was the God of Israel who had set this in place. Because, see, friends, at this time, Eli and his two sons were in charge of the uh, the worship in Israel, if you will. And they were not honorable men. But the Lord had a plan, and so from this point forward, young Samuel is growing up in the wings. He's the Lord's response to a difficult season in Israel's history when some of the priests had become apostate. And so, Lord, we thank you for Hannah. We thank you for Hannah's vow. We thank you for fulfilling her prayer requests, Lord, and for the birth of Samuel. Lord, uh, we recognize this must have been an incredibly hard thing for Hannah to do to turn her son over to you, Lord, but it was your will, and it was the provision that you had made to raise up a deliverer for Israel, to raise up an honorable prophet, an honorable judge, and an honorable priest in the form of Samuel. So, Lord, we bow to your wisdom in this amazing scenario now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. 
It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.